Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 833. A Reflection on Emotional Nourishment by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites. And if you want some accountability, inspiration, and motivation, come by our Facebook group and request access to join. You can search for Optimal Living Daily Podcasts on Facebook or go to oldpodcast.com slash Facebook. Now, today's topic is perfect for a Wednesday episode. Wednesdays are usually when I give you a little bit of inspiration to maybe make it through the rest of the week. So here's a little pre-inspiration before we get to the really good stuff that I'm about to read to you. Quote, if you could only love enough, you could be the most powerful person in the world. Emmett Fox. I thought that quote was perfect given we're gonna talk about emotional nourishment. So with that, let's get right to our post for today as we optimize your life. A Reflection on Emotional Nourishment by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. A couple of summers ago, in a post called Emotional Nourishment, I wrote about a 150-day personal challenge I undertook, which included daily meditation, yoga, and abstinence from alcohol. My hope was that the Emotional Nourishment Challenge would help improve my awareness of and ability to handle stressful times. The 150 days ended on December 31st, 2017. And now that we're well beyond that, it's time to discuss and reflect upon that experience. During the first few weeks and months of the experiment, I kept a daily journal detailing my emotional and physical responses to the three lifestyle modifications. I focused on making the daily effort required to sit, breathe deeply, and release my thoughts. Practicing yoga was an enjoyable struggle, and I found meditation to be a mini mental retreat. Somewhat to my surprise, avoiding alcohol wasn't that hard. As the weeks progressed, instead of burying my stress and emotions, I slowly learned to better process and release them. My disposition got sunnier. I became calmer, more relaxed, and less easily agitated. The tension lines in my face diminished. My sleep improved. My skin had a subtle new glow. Most importantly, I felt my primary relationships with my four-year-old daughter and my partner shifted positively. Instead of being swept up in the torrent of my little girl's experience, my more grounded stance helped us connect and allowed me to see and guide her with more curiosity and compassion. Joshua and I started interacting on an even deeper level without the noise from my unresolved stress. These new skills and perspectives were helpful when the chaos of late fall arrived. 
The home Joshua and I had rented for the previous three months in LA was not a long-term option, so we were scrambling to find and move into a new place. Joshua was still on tour, and we were all traveling a lot with work in the holidays. Both Ella and Joshua got very sick. During this time, I retreated into crisis mode and didn't maintain any part of my fledgling yoga or meditation practices. I was frustrated with myself for not practicing, but couldn't muster the mental resolve to get back to it either. Thankfully, I did much better with alcohol. During those final two months of 2017, I partook in the occasional adult beverage in social or celebratory settings. Luckily, the challenge worked well in resetting my stress response use of alcohol. After a couple of months of complete abstinence, I realized I could reintroduce it in an intentional, non-pacifying way. The emotional nourishment challenge reminded me that I, like most people, don't do very well when engaged with the all-or-nothing mindset. Although I never expected to meet my lifestyle targets every day for 150 days, I still set it up as a daily challenge because I wanted to get momentum quickly. But the structure of saying I was going to do the three things every day meant I wouldn't succeed if I missed a day. Even though the intention was to develop the skills and habits to better handle my emotional and physical well-being, the path to get there was all or nothing. I failed to uncouple the challenge with the larger habit I was cultivating. So when I slipped for a few days with my yoga and meditation practice, the slip turned into a slide. And within a few weeks, I was back to my baseline of almost never doing either. Of course, this was precisely the time when meditation and yoga would have helped me keep my together and prevent the mini meltdown that occurred. Hopefully, I've learned my lesson in practicing what I preach. I never recommend clients try and develop big daily habits from a starting place of zero. The vast majority of us won't stick to the daily habit long-term if it's too far from our baseline. When we slip, the all-or-nothing approach results in feeling defeated, and less likely to take the deliberate steps in the direction we want to travel. Since the start of this year, I've made more of an effort to meditate and I'm doing five to 10 minutes several days per week. When I'm under increased stress, I try my best to learn from my past mistakes and I take care to meditate more. It helps. The author and news anchor, Dan Harris, jokingly says meditation makes him 10% less of an asshole. I say when things are going well, My amateur and intermittent meditation practice helps make me 2% better. During harder times, it helps keep me from sliding too far backward. Yoga has been another story. As much as I try, I simply don't feel drawn to yoga the way I do other physical pursuits. But I've realized now through trial and error that I do need some yoga to stretch my muscles and calm my mind. Perhaps not ironically, pain from immobility is what got me back into the studio. I'm currently including one or two yoga classes per week when I'm in Montana, and I make time on the mat at home when I'm in LA. It took me quite a while to bring back the habits of yoga and meditation in much more sustainable ways. Now, instead of being tasks on a to-do list, they're relatively small but important components of a lifestyle that help me be a better version of myself. You just listened to the post titled A Reflection on Emotional Nourishment by Becca Shearn of minimalwellness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work 
Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I really appreciated Becca's perspective when it came to her clients, she doesn't want them from going from a starting place of zero to this brand new habit. That's because the gap between where they are now, their baseline at zero, to this amazing new habit is far too great. So we have to take little baby steps to get to our ultimate destination. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of taking some of these baby steps. And I so appreciated Becca's honesty when it came to yoga. I've always said that for me, Yoga makes me more restless somehow. But like Becca, I truly understand how helpful it can be. And so I've decided to incorporate yoga poses after my workouts as part of my cool down and stretch. For me, it's the perfect time because my body and usually my mind are kind of exhausted by the end of the workout. And so when I'm stretching, if I can include some deep breathing and some yoga poses, that will help clear my mind a little bit more and hopefully prevent some future soreness at the same time. And finally, again, Becca's absolutely right that we can't take an all or nothing approach. Just because we didn't do something or we didn't do something perfectly doesn't mean we failed. It's all about progress, not perfection. So if most of the time you're doing well, you're doing the quote unquote right thing, you're moving on the path towards your ultimate goal, then that's great. That's what we care about. It's okay if you slip up here and there. Don't let a slip, as Becca said, become a slide. Or sometimes, like I say, don't let a lapse become a full relapse and don't let a relapse become a full collapse. All right, that'll do it from me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow as usual. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.